0: Hello, and welcome to the podcast, a podcast produced by the College of Applied Science and Technology at Illinois State University. I'm your host, Kara Snyder, and I serve as the Assistant Dean of Marketing, Communications, and Constituent Relations for the college. Each episode, we're sitting down with an alum of the college, and today we have a chance to talk to Russ Pandy. Russ is a Construction Management alum and currently serves as Vice President of Pepper Construction of Wisconsin. Welcome, and thank you for being here.
1: Well, thank you, Kara. Thank you for having me and look forward to doing this podcast.
0: It's gonna be fun. So let's start at the beginning. Why don't you tell our listeners why did you choose ISU?
1: Well, I grew up in uh, northern Illinois.' I'm name of Rochelle exactly hundred miles straight north on i thirty nine of ISU first generation of my family to go to go to college and It's really through a lot of the counselors and the faculty that I learned of Illinois State. I will admit, as a ignorant teenager, I didn't realize that there was a difference between University of Illinois and Illinois State University. I did find that out in high school and everything just pointed to Illinois State every time I'd be looking at different schools. Out-of-state tuition was not an option for me. Illinois State was an hour and a half from home and it just, everything kept coming back there. Whenever we'd review, we'd look at majors, we'd look at location and the feedback across the board was always positive. From students that I knew that were there, like I said, the, the teachers, of course Illinois State being a originally a teacher's curriculum, it just all came back to ISU every single time.
0: And I love that because I think you're not the only alum who felt that way. You know, it kind of feels like this home away from home here in normal that you can really make your own. So I love hearing that.
1: Just thought of two other comments on that. so I. My drafting teacher in high school, an individual by the name of Richard Bunton, I believe he was a technology student many years prior and introduced me to the IT format curriculum. Then another teacher by the name of Terry Foster, who was electronics, electricity, shop class, who went on later on to become a member of the staff at Illinois State. So it kind of came back, came full circle. You know, they, they were very instrumental in the decision from Illinois State also.
0: Well, and I'm wondering, listening to you describe that, did they also help you choose your major, or how did you end up in construction management?
1: Not so much my major. They, they led me to industrial technology and all the different sequences. Really, the major, it was actually a pleasant surprise that there was a major called construction management. Prior to that, I knew of civil engineering. What scared me off to civil engineering is I, I had the perception that you would be sitting behind a desk designing every day. My entire family was in the construction industry in some form or fashion, whether uh, my dad was a heavy equipment operator, uncles, own their own business, what have you. Some of the best advice I ever received and from my dad. He actually told me in high school, he goes, you know, it's a great industry, the construction industry, but make your career with your mind, not your body, that it is a great industry, but you know, your body will give out in time. Working in the trades so once again, it, it just really hit all the, the right spots for construction management. And at the time, keep in mind, I graduated in 1996, fall of 96. But the construction industry, especially in construction management, was more catered to the residential side than the commercial side. So that's kind of been a change. But yeah, it, it just hit all the right spots. I, I was one of the few students that knew my major before I went in and kept with my major and never had any desire to change majors.
0: I was going to say, I feel like that can be kind of rare, actually, these days that you're able to pick it and stick with it and still be in the industry this many years later. I think that's really special.
1: Yeah, it it felt comfortable. And I I think a lot of it just, you know, how I was raised and being around job sites, being around that industry, I just had a comfort level with it
0: so tell me you've chosen construction management you're officially a red bird what's it like to be on campus as a student and then what do you miss the most about that time
1: i mean as a student everything is new you know everybody's in a hurry to get on your own and get away from home but one of the things that checked the box for when i state was it was far enough away but not too far away from home so like i said earlier it was an hour and a half away The campus experience was extraordinary. To this day, it's still, I love it. Whenever I come down there, more times than not, I walk through the quad. I walk through, you know, the bone. Have to stop at the pub, just grab a lunch or grab a drink. Just the whole activity level, energy level of being on campus. I've actually had that carry through in the work experience. We've done several student housing projects. One actually was for Illinois State, but for other universities, and it just the energy of being on a on a campus it's second to none i mean it it really it really gives you energy to go do your projects do your job and once again one of the things one of the many things i love about campus
0: so you're on campus, you graduate, you have your degree. Tell our listeners, what was that initial job search like for you? Because I think that can be a very intimidating time for some of our students and young alumni. What was that search process like for you? And then what was your entry level job?
1: Yes. Within industrial technology, I was actually able to do a, what they refer to as a dual sequence. Some people call it a double major. I I think the dual sequence is more fitting. But I had construction management as my primary sequence, but I also took manufacturing management as a secondary sequence. There's a lot of overlap in classes, and just figured I could be that much more well versed when I got out. When I got out, keep in mind it was in nineteen ninety six. Within the last year of my probably my senior year in college, there was a new thing called email that came out. It was it was <laughs> primarily. Inner university email, and then you know, I remember my last semester sitting in a computer lab, and you know, getting an email from a friend at University of Iowa, which was something big. So the search was much different than it was now. There wasn't internet search. It was not even to the point of emailing a prospective employer with your resume and cover letter. It was it was a lot of the old looking in newspapers. There would be different job postings within the department, but it was a much different approach believe it or not, there was there was not a career fair for construction management at that time. There was a university-wide career fair. You really had to go out and find it. What I learned and kind of been a tool I've used throughout my career, but, you know, networking and word of mouth, you know, talking to different people, what's out there. Ultimately, I did end up with job offers, both in the manufacturing sector and the construction management sector. So I was able to make a decision between a handful of different offers. Some friends and family kind of questioned me. The offer I took was for construction management with a firm named Matoka Associates. It was based out of Oakbrook, Illinois. That offer was not as competitive as some of the manufacturing offers. But like I said earlier, you know, construction just really... Checked all the boxes for me. I knew that was something I wanted to do in my future. I didn't. I, I liked the diversity of you know being in the office one day, job site the next, meetings the next. No, no two days were the same. My first job was with Matoka Associates in Oak Brook, Illinois. And the other thing about that time was, like I said earlier, it was much more residential based. A lot of friends that I went to school with went to go on to work for residential con- subcontractors or contractors or developers. My preference was to be more on the commercial side of things. Little different approach on than, it than, than we see now.
0: It's very different. You know, I heard you say newspapers and it's like, wow, that that is just a very different approach than our students today would take. But I also heard you say networking, which is something that is still so important. And I think networking can sound a little bit scary and feel a little bit pressurized to some of our students, right? There's a lot weighing on the networking process. Can you talk a little bit about the value of networking and if you have any tips to make that seem? a little bit less stressful.
1: Yes. It can be intimidating asking, you know, friends, family members, neighbors, people you know in the community, if they know of anything in the market. But now that I look at it from a different perspective, people are always willing to help for the most part, especially students coming out. What can we do to help? And I found that really talking to an uncle, talking to a a coworker, my father's, you know, that they would really bend over backwards to, to give me a phone number and a name of somebody and and call ahead of time to tell them that I would be calling to really help set me up for success. And it was something I speak of every day now, you know, it just word of mouth, communicating, talking to people. And it, it it helps you in so many avenues from a sales perspective on the work front. I mean, that's really what this is all about. The sales, finding the next opportunity. And it was a great introduction earlier my at the beginning of my career getting out of your comfort zone and making the calls and meeting new people.
0: And so tell us, speaking of the next opportunity, tell us how you got from Oak Brook to your current position in Wisconsin, being the vice president of Pepper Construction. What did that journey look like?
1: Well, it's a good word, a journey first company I worked for, they were architecture, construction management. The architecture we did was for the projects we managed. Although at the time they said they weren't feeding it to the wolves, you really did have to learn how to do things on your own, um, both estimating, being a superintendent, project management. It was a crash course in construction management. It was kind of sink or swim. We had a very understanding owner and other staff that helped guide me along the way. But what I learned was at the first firm for three and a half years. And what I learned when I started talking to Pepper Construction in uh, 2000, a couple other large general contractors was the diversity of skills that I received at the first company. Like I said, construction management as a project manager, superintendent on the project, cost estimating and pre-construction. The diversity of skills already had started to separate me from some of my peers that I graduated with that may have worked for a larger contractor and a focus in, in one specific area. So, so started for Pepper Construction and in 2000, totally different perspective of the industry. You know, the first project I was on was a $75 million, 1 million square foot mall renovation in Eden Prairie, Wisconsin, and it was, or Eden Prairie, Minnesota. And it was just a totally different end of the spectrum. It was intimidating. The first time I stepped foot on the job site and I was worried it would be overwhelming, but I learned It's back to basics. It's still the same basics, whether you're running a small project or a large project or medium-sized project. And the diversity of skills and getting back to basics, I was able to get up to speed and sprint forward right away. So worked with Pepper. This was out of their Barrington, Illinois location, and then the Chicago location for roughly six and a half years. An opportunity open up with a another firm, which at the time I think I was 32 years old. And I went from being a project manager at Pepper to an operations manager for a company to at Weiss Builders. It was an increase of several positions from what I was what I was in, which that was a new experience. You know, I went from managing projects, multiple projects, to managing people. I think when I started, I had direct reports of 40 to 45 individuals. I realized real quick that. It is easier to run projects than to manage people and all the challenges that came with it. Kind of funny, I remember the moment, one of the hardest classes I in college for me was psychology. Just the way my brain worked, you know, I needed a definitive answer, you know, and that's just how I worked. So psychology, I always questioned, you know, why do we have that as a major or why was that a required class for construction management? Well, I learned quickly, you know, at Weiss Builders, you know, you have to deal with different people in different ways to, you know, get to your desired outcomes. Matoka was Minnesota headquarters, worked out of their Chicago location, started out great. You know, a lot of projects, winning work left and right. And then all of a sudden, a couple of years later, the recession hit. Our work staff, our workforce went from 60 some odd employees to less than 20 employees in less than a year. And that was, a, you know, direct result of the the work just wasn't out there. I mean, we had three rounds of layoffs, and good people that that we didn't have projects for, so unfortunately they were laid off. So, mention the word journey. It was a journey to get through that. Went from managing a lot of people to then doing what we had to to get by during the recession, traveling for work, managing people and managing projects, and everything kind of comes full circle with both ISU and career wise. So always had good communication with Pepper Construction. Our former president made the comment to me when I left in 2006 that, you know, someday you'll be back. And that day happened in 2014. Just the timing and the desire to not travel as much for work brought me back to Pepper, working on the Chicago office in 2014. A funny thing is my first project that I landed after being back was a traveling job to Wisconsin, to Milwaukee, Brookfield, Wisconsin, which is a suburb of Milwaukee. And it just where my resume fit from a project standpoint, and it was full speed ahead. The negative was it, it was another two to three years of traveling, which there are a lot of great things about traveling. At that time, our family was young. We had two young children. So it created some challenges that we worked through, ran the, it was called the Corners of Brookfield Project like I said, a $100 million plus project, one of the largest projects in Wisconsin at that time for a two to three year time period. When that project was completed in 2017, Hopper Construction approached me about opening up a new office in Milwaukee and asked if I was willing to be part of that new venture. Summer of 2018, we, my family moved to Milwaukee and I've been up here ever since.
0: Something that stood out to me when you're talking about that journey is talking about the supervision of people. And I imagine that your projects were a lot more predictable than your people, right? When you were talking about how that presents some challenges. So tell me, I'm curious, what do you look for when you are hiring individuals? What do you look for from a successful team member?
1: It was challenging managing people and you, you really have to take the time to get to know the people and what what makes them tick, what motivates them and what their strengths and weaknesses are. What I look for, what we look for now, a lot of it is just initiative. I'm down once a year for the construction manager career fair. Now more than ever, we're seeing freshmen that are coming to the career fair, sophomores that are coming to the career fair. You know, there's there's been a couple different students over the years that they just started at I State two weeks prior and they're already going through the career fair. That's the first step right there is taking initiative. It sometimes hard for a freshman to realize this, but they're really setting the setting the groundwork for their their college career and their future career, taking initiative, getting involved. You know, I don't think the freshmen are necessarily going to the career fair thinking they're gonna land the dream internship or dream position, but they're at least getting exposure and getting involved. So initiative is a, is a big trait we look for well-rounded students. You heard me say earlier, but, you know, I was lucky in that I got experience both as a field superintendent in pre-construction, doing estimating work, and in project management. When we see students that are willing to get exposed to different elements in the industry, that's a positive. You never know where your career is going to take you. And at the same time, you know, many years later, you hope these people are in a senior leadership position. You do want them to have exposure to all the different elements of the industry. One more trait that I think is is real is just a, you know a sense of humor and keeping it real. I will joke during interviews is to keep people on their toes. Sometimes I'll ask them sports questions, who's their favorite team? And I'm still a diehard Chicago Cubs fan to this day. But the people you work with, you're oftentimes with that group of people more than you're with your own family. Having a sense of humor, keeping it real, initiative, those are some of the traits we look for.
0: I think that's really helpful. It's definitely something our students can relate to and hopefully absorb. When you were moving into this leadership role, supervising others, did you have any goals for yourself? Did you have a set leadership style? Or have you seen your leadership style evolve over time?
1: I think it's evolved over time. It'd be an interesting question to ask ask people that I work with. I think it's always evolving. You know, I was thirty-two years old and you know, had several direct reports and direct reports that were my parents' age, and just how you communicate with the the people. And I remember an experience on a job site, and I was young in my career, and this this kind of goes to the same topic, but we're erecting, you know, major structural steel components at a hospital, and I was watching in awe. I just couldn't believe what I was watching. It It was so cool. And I didn't 100% understand the shop drawings. The foreman for the crew, he comes up to me and says, okay, kid, what's next? I was very honest. I said, "You guys are experts at this, you know, I'm early on in my career, I'm learning as I go." The guy put his arm around, around my shoulder and said, "Okay, good answer. We're going to we're going to walk you through this and show you." So it's really it's just understanding people, you know, some people sometimes people have a bad day or they have things going on in their personal life and being an understanding of that. My leadership style now, I really like to get to know the person, you know, what makes them tick. One thing that two to three of my former bosses did, and I really try to make this a big point of my career, is don't ask somebody to do something that you can't do or won't do or haven't done on your own prior. Scheduling, for example. in Construction management will build a schedule, put in a software. It's challenging. To this day, I'll pull up a chair next to a, a staff member as they're working on it, and I'll work through it with them keeps me sharp. It keeps me relative. And, you know, I think it also shows that, you know, I'm willing to jump in the trenches with them.
0: I think that's a great point. And I really liked what you said about just being honest when you don't know how to do something. I think that humility and that vulnerability helps make you really relatable to those that you're working with and supervising. So I really appreciate that. Thank you. Well, I'm curious now, so your job has taken you all over the place. You've met a lot of people, you've been on a lot of interesting job sites. What is your favorite part of your job?
1: By far the people. Your coworkers, the clients, the architects, the engineers you work with and, you know, the friendships that come out of that. I mean, I also take a lot of pride in mentoring, you know, hiring interns you know, new students and spending time with them, you know, it's really giving back. That's a satisfying part of the industry is really, you know, seeing people grow and knowing that you were, you're a part of their development.
0: And I think that's great because, you know, I remember you saying at the beginning, talking about people that looked out for you and it sounds like you had some really important mentors in your life. So the fact that you're able to do that for others, I think is a great example of paying it forward. I also know that somehow you find time to give back to ISU and people in the construction management major here, despite the fact that you're several hours away. Can you tell us how you're able to fit that in your busy schedule and why you think it is so important?
1: I make it a priority. I really do. I feel strongly about the university. I feel very strong about the construction management department and department of technology. It's a given. The career fairs, the advisory board that I've been a part of for many many years i just want to you know always give the university every chance to put the right foot forward and to grow and improve and the students and another result of that you know i'll meet students year in year out that are part of the program at the career fairs some of which we hire for internships or full-time several that go on to work for other companies i stay in contact with a lot of these isu alum and, you know, hearing their stories, hearing how they've succeeded. you know, I'll see somebody at a, a sports game or a concert or out to dinner and, you know, several years, years later where they come up and tell me what they're running and where they're. I'm like a proud parent at that point, because I've seen how they've grown. And to your point, you know, giving back, the university gave me a lot, gave me a lot of exposure. gave me the career that I, that I now have. I just, I enjoy giving back and, you know, seeing everybody grow and the different events throughout the years, it really means a lot to me.
0: Well, on behalf of the university and the college and the department, I will thank you for your time because we really value alumni giving back and giving their time and sharing their expertise. So I will say thank you for that. Thank you. Well, we will go ahead and finish with a speed round just to get to know you a little bit better as we wrap up here. So go with your first instinct on these questions. Are you a morning person or a night owl?
1: Morning person, coffee, please.
0: (laughs) Okay that was going to be my next question too, coffee or tea. Do you drink it just straight black?
1: I prefer with a splash of coconut milk and cream, but Fair I enough. but I can drink it black as well.
0: <laughs> What's your favorite season?
1: Summer, the warm temperatures, the sun, being out on the water with, with my family, nothing's better.
0: I hear you. What are you reading or listening to right now? Any specific book or podcast you'd like to recommend?
1: Actually listening to I would say in the last week and I kind of Jimmy Buffett passed away here a week ago. I've been listening to that, reading more articles. It kind of goes with what I just said, being out on the water with the family. You know, it, it it's a good tone and been listening to a lot of Buffett lately.
0: Very chill vibes. I like yep. it. Yeah. What's your favorite thing to cook for dinner?
1: Shish kebabs on the grill.
0: Nice. And comes full circle with summer being your favorite season. I get it. Yes. <laughs> What's yeah. the best trip you've ever taken?
1: To date, I would say Maui, our honeymoon 18 years ago. Unfortunately, some of those areas just were devastated by the fires, but Maui was beautiful. Always happy thoughts when we look back on it.
0: Yeah, definitely a piece of paradise, I'm sure. And then I do have a question for you. I think I know your answer to this, but I have to ask. Avanti's Gondola or Pub 2 Cheese Balls?
1: <laughs> well, I'll go with the gondola being the politically correct answer because every time I, every time I come to campus, I'll always stop and get a couple of gondolas and bring them bring them back home with me. But at the same time, I do always, I try to make it a point to get to the pub every time I'm down there. <laughs> so maybe, 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 maybe it's a tie.
0: You can say both. No worries. <laughs> and one last question for you. If you could give one piece of advice to a college student, what would you say?
1: I hope this has come out in this podcast, but I'll say it again. Get involved, network, get exposed to different areas. You know, the students, you're, you're starting a career while you're in college. You know, you're laying the groundwork. Just get to know your faculty. Get to know your fellow students. Get involved in different organizations. The more you can do, the more you can get involved. You're just laying the groundwork for a successful future and skill sets that you'll continue to use in your career.
0: That's great advice. Thank you so much. And thanks again for being here.
1: Thank you. I appreciate the time and think the world of Illinois State University and the department. So thank you.
0: That was Russ Pandy, Vice President of Pepper Construction of Wisconsin. Join us next time on the podcast for more stories from our cast alumni.